Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Live with Steve and Jerry on a Wednesday night. Uh, Steve, you there? Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Wonderful. Go in. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And yourself? We are now two, we're now two months into the end of the world, so that's uh, that's a good thing. (laughs) It is the end of the world. Uh, I'm... I'm worried that we're living through a period of history now, <laughs> and yeah. it's bad history. This is not the good history. This is not the sort of history that, that you'll learn about in school and go, oh, that went quite well. No. <laughs> this is the kind of history where you where people will look back and go, oh, oh, no. That's it. Oh, no, that's a bad thing. <laughs> Do you remember uh, like a month ago when we were looking at Italy and thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. How many people are dying there? And now it's us, which is great. I do, I do remember this. I remember we were having a chat in, I think, late January when we said this Wuhan thing looks bad, <laughs> and then nothing seemed to happen for a bit, and then <laughs> everything happened all at once. And it well, was <laughs> uh, I think I told you in January one of my colleagues in work um, was getting something delivered from Wuhan, and there was a big <laughs> hoo ha. Everybody was frightened. <laughs> and I just made jokes. Yeah. Well, who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not any of our listeners. Um, Daisy. Do you want to play the Amazon review game first? Yes, yes, let's do Amazon review game. What, what I know you loved this last time. I know you loved it. Uh, I was so, excellent at this last time. So basically, just, yes, you, you were very good. Did you get three for three? I think I got three for three. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, to, to anybody who um, wasn't listening on a Wednesday night last last week, this is a game where I ask Steve uh, to name the product from the an Amazon review that I've found. Uh, and we usually do three. And let's do it. Right. Let's do Ready? it. I'm up for this. Yes. Number one. So some, sometimes I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna blank. I might blank a word because otherwise it'll be too obvious. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Ready? Yeah. I wear this blank to sing lullabies to my children. They are terrified of the blank. Whenever they protest about their bedtime, I ask for too many or ask for too many sweets. I whip on the blank, and they soon know who is the blank blank. <laughs> <laughs> With the blank, blank, the blankety blank. <laughs> this this has got to be some sort of mask or similar. Yes, surely. Yes, you are very good at this. <laughs> what what sort of mask is it? Well, it's an animal. If you want to try and guess the animal, oh, you might get an extra point. Animal. I'm going to go for a, a lion. No, it is oh. a penguin mask. A <laughs> and it's penguin. as horrifying as it sounds. That sounds awful. What? So, uh, so as a small child, their parents are talking <laughs> with a full-size six-foot penguin. Well, ju- just the head, I guess. Just the mask. But yeah, they don't yeah, like it. I mean... Well, no, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't the, like it. <laughs> the last sentence says, and they soon know who is the king penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think there's something to learn here. I'm going to use this uh, in Yeah, I've actually pulled a full 180 on this one. I think this is a great idea. And I like it. <laughs> great. Ready for number two? <laughs> I am. 
Um, okay. Here we go. Oh. Tension. Let's run up the tension. Got this for my mother-in-law for bath time. Hoping it'd be crap and that her blank would slip out and electrocute her. So far, this bloody thing is staying in one piece. Great for waterproof blank crap for murder. (laughs) 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 Okay, so this this is going to be some sort of uh, bad electric accessory. So I'm going to go for some sort of light to read in the bath. You are absolutely wrong. Unlucky. This is a little uh, waterproof (laughs) pouch for a Kindle. (laughs) What? So so his mother-in-law can read her Kindle in the bath. Right, okay. And did he believe that a Kindle would have enough battery to kill a human if dropped in the water? I'm guessing so. I'm guessing so. (laughs) Poor bloke. Uh, next time, just buy a bath toaster, I think. Yes, bath toaster. Uh, yes. Oh, um, this is the last one. This this is quite a good one. There's a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of blanks. Okay. Ready? <laughs> this is for all the tomatoes in the basket. Yay. My husband has never allowed me to blank, as he doesn't want me touching men's blanks. However, when I saw this product, I decided to buy it, using my own pocket money. And so far, it has been fabulous. Once I had learned to blank, the feminine colour and grip size, which was more suited to my delicate little hands, has enabled me to vent thoughts about new recipe ideas, sewing and gardening. My husband is less pleased with this product as he believes it will lead to more independence and he hates the feminine tingling sensation, along with the visions of fairies and rainbows, he gets when he picks it up. What is I, it? I think I know this one. I I think I recently saw this in a list of things that are needlessly gendered. Um, oh, so you cheated. <laughs> I think I cheated, yes, but I want all the tomatoes. So, <laughs> I, I think this is a lady's pen. It is a pen. Yes. Yay. Well done. Specifically for ladies. Yes. <laughs> I don't think the review is serious. I think they're <laughs> a bit annoyed about there being a ladies' pen for her. I I do think that yeah yeah they're probably annoyed at that. Yeah. It's probably just like lighter and three times the price. I don't know what she's complaining. Don't know what she's complaining about. What's the problem? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. What's what, what the issue with that? Bloody what, women. You know, someone's gone to the trouble there to write for her on a packet and charge an exorbitant amount of money for it. So <laughs> they could at least show a bit of respect and enjoy the pen. Absolutely. Just so uh, well, well done, Steve. Well done. <laughs> uh, you're listening to, uh, if indeed you are still listening, you're listening to Jerry and Steve Monday Night Live on a Wednesday. Should we play some music? Yes, let's play some music. Is it from Sven Carlton? It could be. <laughs> should we have a new one from Sven? Should we have, should yeah, we have Feed My Ingo from Sven? Sven is good. Yeah, I like yeah. Sven. Here, here we go. Uh, we can 
we can carry on talking for a little bit because this takes a while to uh, to get going for some reason. Oh, there it goes. There we go. That's our Hello. Swedish rocker, Sven Carlson, showing us what he's made of. Yes, he's good. That was that was good. Rocking it out. I like uh, the title, Feed My Ego. Yes. I, I like that. One of life's greats. Do you know, um, <laughs> you know I bought a new acoustic guitar, don't you? And um, I've been playing Times Like These by the Foo Fighters quite a lot. And oh, yeah. uh, Radio 1 have stolen my idea of getting loads of British acts together to sing it for the coronavirus relief effort or whatever, oh, you what? know, charity-based things. Yeah. I had that idea. <laughs> you should, I just definitely. didn't share it with anyone. <laughs> you, should, you should send them a letter. 
I will. Um, I think it's a good it, it's a good song for the times. Anyway, um, what would you like to do next? Um, I don't. I have I have a few things for our slightly rip off version of Room One Hundred One. Oh, brilliant! Whose go is it? Is it? It's my go, isn't it? Uh, your go is it's it? My, is, is it my go to answer? <laughs> I think you are the decider this time. Yes, yeah. yes, are, that's what I mean. Sorry, yeah, I've, I briefly forgot how to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, take, you are taking the uh, Frank Skinner role. Like, I am. Uh, I can't remember who the first host was. Was uh, there was there yeah. a different host? There was a different host beforehand. It was the guy who was on Mock the Week. Uh, not sorry, not Mock the Week. Uh, never mind. No, different one again. Have I got news for you? There we go. The guy who's on the right on Have I Got News for You? Paul Merton originally did Room One Hundred One. Yes, Paul Merton originally did Room One Hundred One. No, he didn't. He did in the in the late eight. I would type, but you hate me typing while I'm on the podcast That's because it sounds horrendous. You make me sound like <laughs> some sort of podcast Hitler. <laughs> Do not type. Well, I ju- I just know that you're typing away for questions to answers you don't know the answers to. Answers to questions you don't know the answers to. That's not, I'm not typing now. I'm not typing in. Yeah, I can hear your thumbs squirreling away over your phone. <laughs> I can't really hear anything. Um, <laughs> I just can't imagine Paul Merton uh, presenting anything. You know, it was definitely it was definitely Paul Merton in the in the late nineties and early two thousands. He's not that funny to do that. I don't. Well, I think he was. He very is very dry. very funny. He just can't. I don't. I couldn't imagine him holding down. A show. No, maybe not. It turns out I didn't. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> have you seen the uh, Have I Got News For You recently? No, I haven't watched it for ages. I imagine that it would be quite terrible in this, uh, in this time. Well, well no, it's, it's, it's not terrible good. because the jokes are still good. The jokes are still good, but it's there's no crowd there laughing, you know? So it's a bit weird. Uh, right, yeah. uh, but the jokes are still very, very funny. And it's like they've got the room is there and instead of people being sat there obviously they've just got like superimposed images of them sat in their house. Right, okay. And the camera just like flicks back and forth. It's quite strange. Surely they they'd lose a little bit of the like the back and forth you would have thought when they're not, not in the same room together. Well it's not live. Oh, right. yeah, I suppose that's true. You just edit, edit the hell out, edit the crap out of it. Make Squeeze it all together. flow, make it amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're going to go ahead and play Room 101. Room 101, yes. I, I Why do you want to put in Room things. 101? I have three things for Room 101. The first thing I have for Room 101 is ripen at home bananas. These are the bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I might might have guessed it'd be another supermarket based gripe (laughs) because it always is it always is is. there's nothing else to gripe about anymore you don't go anywhere apart from the supermarket (laughs) it's true for for 10 minutes or less if you can help it don't be in there too long you'll catch the covid (laughs) I don't go into the supermarket anymore I arrive at the front door and they bring me my shopping do they? What, click yeah. and collect? Click and collect. You've got to get on it. It's the best thing ever. 
Well, how uh, have you managed to get a slot? I, ma- I imagine they've booked out. You've got to repeatedly check, like every oh. few hours. Oh, and that sounds them, like, crap. Three weeks in advance. I recently booked one for like the seventh of May. Christ! Uh, which is, yeah, which is like over I, two weeks away. I don't know what I want on my oats every morning in two weeks' time. Uh, no. I might be a sort yeah, of blueberry the, man by then. But the thing is, you can amend your order up until Ooh. the night before. Ah, so I see. I, I just do an order that's got like twenty-seven pizzas in it, so I get over the amount <laughs> of spend. And then uh, in a few days beforehand, I'll amend it and put all the stuff that I want in there. Right, you heard it here first, people. This is how you right. hack click and collect. On the ball. Also, if you if you want a Tesco click and collect, they release all their slots at midnight. So you need to go on. Ah, yes, I did midnight. hear about that. Life's too short. Oh, yeah. it might, it's getting shorter <laughs> by the day, probably. It is. Uh, <laughs> Life's too short. Oh, we've got someone talking to us on the chat. It's someone called October Aurora. Hello. Hello. Hope you're having a great time. Um, but... No, let's go back to my Room 101 thing. These are ripen-at-home bananas. Now, these are the bananas that you buy from the shop that are green, pure green, and you take them home. And the idea is that they slowly ripen to a nice shade of yellow, and then you can eat them. What actually happens 99 times out of 100 of these bananas is that you bring them home, they are green, and they're green, and they stay green, and they're still green, and a week later they're still green, and then the following morning you wake up and they're black. <laughs> what happens? Have, have, they, have they done something different to them, or are they just have they like changed the chemicals on them? Or... No, I think they're just ones that have just been pulled off the tree on the other side of the world. They're like <laughs> an or something. So, yeah. That's just you, odd. It's just an odd thing to market them as, really. You get a if they're not any different... Yeah. Well, no, they're just, they just aren't ripe yet. You get a window of about 30 minutes in which you can eat all of your, your bananas over the course of about a week. That's it. <laughs> well, I do know that bananas, they get sort of sprayed with hormones, don't they? Or some something. Because to, 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 obviously they do get picked on the other side of the world. And they've yeah. got a long way to travel. And then they get um, maintained at a pre- at, at the when they're not ripe, don't they? So they can be shipped. Yeah, but then I, I suppose that's the problem. If they've got this stuff on them to stop them going ripe, mm. as soon as that wears off, they'll instantly go completely ripe. But anyway, my, my problem is <laughs> you heard it here first, people. That you cannot you cannot eat these bananas. There is no there, there is no time unless you are staring <laughs> at the bananas for the exact moment that they turn the right colour. You can, well, are you, you too busy it. to be staring at your bananas? Well, I'm now tempted to carry a banana with me at all times. <laughs> I just keep an eye on it. Just the 21st check. century gentleman <laughs> should have a banana pocket. It should definitely have a banana pocket. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm currently wearing cargo shorts, so I do have a spare pocket on my shorts that I can keep a banana in. No, I'm talking, about a, I'm talking about a stitched-in banana-shaped pocket. Well, Although you, you, yeah, you probably want to put that in room one hundred and one as well. <laughs> I would definitely want to put that in room one hundred and one. 
100%. I'm not convinced by this. I'm not convinced by this. I'm going to say I'm not going to put that in. The good people of the Banana Republic are doing their best, (laughs) doing their best to try and flog as many bananas to to the great British public as they can. And, you know, you're just trying to, trying to stamp all of that. So. I don't mind buying the bananas that are already ripe. They last a few days. They're fine. It's the bananas that say ripen at home on them. Ripen at home. That's the phrase I'm specifically annoyed about. Ripen the banana ship has sailed, Steve. The banana ship has sailed. What? Uh, what's your next yeah, one? I, I bet it's grocery based. <laughs> I strongly disagree. No, this one is not uh, grocery based. Um, this is uh, newsreader based. This oh. is people who describe everyday things as historic. This is a mm. historic event. Um, and and the phrase, my least favourite phrase is, history is being made. Oh, God. Yeah. Of course it is. History <laughs> is what's in the past. That is exactly it's being made every day. At every single moment of every day, history is being created. That's how history works. It's stuff that's happened. So, that annoys me. It's the most mundane things as well. And it's it's this sense that everything has to be... Do you have an example? It's, yeah, it's things like a match of football. If they score a, a few extra goals than they were expected to score, they uh, would yeah. say there's a historic number of goals in this game. What are you mm. talking about? What is football? Not, I can't remember what that is. I, I think it's something about... They used to play... Like they used to yeah. play football somewhere. I think, main, I think some people enjoyed it. I, I do think it was occasionally quite big um, at some point in the, in the distant past. <laughs> now it's gone. It, yeah, now it has gone forever. I think so, yeah. um, I, you know that I like a good argument about what people say and when they say it. A lot of problems yes. I've got is like, is repeatable phrases that people keep saying over and over and over again. I've got, I've got a lot My of these issues. Is, do you know what? Oh, I mean? good gravy! Do you know what I? Good mean? gravy! I hate that. I hate that. If you have to say, "Do you know what I mean?" You then you you, 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 ha- you haven't explained, explained it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or it's, you have explained it, but you don't understand yourself. It's the shorthand of the, the, the moron. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So what I'm hating, what I, I, your support I think I'm going to put it in. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Um, <laughs> I like that. It's gone in, and it's gone in because I hate hearing people speak. <laughs> Hard to say that on a podcast, but. I hate hearing mouths at me. Oh, I have to sit there and listen. I hate that. What I also hate, it is awful. I have another pet peeve. I'm gonna air. I hate. Wait, at wait, the wait, moment. wait. Do you want to put this in room 101? Are we gonna switch? And I'll be the decider. For okay. The Are we doing an ad hoc and room 101? Okay, 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 okay. That sounds yeah, good. That sounds yeah, good. We're gonna switch it. We're gonna switch it. Yes, yes. Um, you'd be Paul Merson. Yes, okay. famous, famously printed room 101, apparently. Uh, I want to put it 
emails are now the most annoying thing ever now that everyone's at home because we're on lockdown. Uh, because everybody is saying at the start of their email, hope you're well. And at the end of their email, they're saying, stay safe and be well. Uh, like I can't be bothered with it because some of my things in my emails are uh, like boilerplated on. I don't actually type them. Like, <laughs> like good morning. I type G and Outlook populates good morning for me. And I type K auto-populates kind regards. I don't want to have to set up. I hope you are safe and well. Stay safe. Because I'm well, lazy. <laughs> but if someone says, I hope you're well, I've got to say, I need to say something personal. I need to say something like, oh yes, we're, we're, we're safe and the kids are fine and uh, I hope you're well. And I just feel like 12 years old when I say that. Because it, <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me of when you were told in school not to end a story with uh, and then I went home and went to bed. Yeah. You've Does been told to add these yeah. things to an email. You've been told you have to... It is now social etiquette to say nice things on an email uh, to make sure that people aren't dying of COVID, basically. <laughs> Certain people I'd like to open the email with, I hope you're at death's door. <laughs> uh, kind regards, and please go look a trolley. I look forward to receiving news of your demise. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Boris coughed in your face. <laughs> <laughs> you need to email better people. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of pent-up rage from homeworking. Uh, are you going to put that into Room 101? I, I'm, I'm considering putting it into Room 101. <laughs> considering it? It's time to make the, the thing, decision, Chairman. The thing, that's, the thing that's stopping me is... You don't want me to win. <laughs> yes. No, it's civility. It's, it's actual civility. No. It might be feigning fake civility. It is fake. And it, it might be just done hollow. because it seems... Yeah, it is very hollow, but the lack of civility that we see nowadays... Nowadays? I don't, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I think people being nice to each other is a good thing. No. Whether it's hollow or whether it's actually meant or not, just having someone say, I hope you're well, can be a nice thing to some people. Now, I understand that it might not be to you because you don't <laughs> care if, they, if they think you're well, you know that they don't care, so you don't care. But to some people, it might be a welcome interlude in their day of thinking that someone else cares. I just might so, change my auto-response to, I am 100% safe and well, unless you hear otherwise. <laughs> I, am, I am fit and healthy. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I'm, you're putting it in. That's good. I'm not going to... No, I can't put it in. It's gone in. It's gone in. I can't put it in. Oh, dear. <laughs> I haven't pulled the lever. I can't put it in because it is people trying to be nice. However, people trying to be nice can be incredibly annoying. So but, you're saying you don't want to put nice people in room 101? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm Noted. I'm happy to stand by that. Noted. Fine then. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Should we play some music? Yes. Yes, let's, let's play some music. This is called 
Just a Little by Wellness. I'm not sure if we've played this before, but I'm thinking it's going to be good. Uh, I, so. I don't know much about Wellness. Maybe I should look into them. Was just a little bit of Wellness. Um, you're listening Wellness. 
Monday Night Live with Jerry and Steve on a Wednesday evening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we're going to look at, think about, and talk about and consider TV shows now. Okay. Yeah. Um, we watched something new on the BBC iPlayer called uh, Devs, um, which was pretty good, actually. We saw the first episode. Uh, it's got the guy out of um, Parks and Recreation. Uh, Parks and Recreation. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I have seen a little bit. Which which guy from? He's got like the moustache and the crazy eyes. Oh, the um, Ron Swanson. Yes, that's it. In, yep. in Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Ah, cool. I like. He's it. in it. He's in it as like a crazy uh, tech owner, tech giant owner. Uh, okay. That makes any sense. And I think. Devs stands for um, developers, so it's about quantum computing in the future and stuff. But without giving anything away, there was this really cool bit where um, they walked through these trees, and um, the trees had like these rings around them halfway up the trunk, so they were quite large trees, and there were lots of them, and they had like uh, rings going around the trunk halfway up the tree, and, and like just above head height. And yeah. you you would think, like, what are those? And then later on, they came back to that same place at night. And these rings were actually glowing. So okay. they made the trees look like they were going into a portal. All uh, right, yeah, yeah. Because so, ab- so could, above was dark. Yeah. That's cool. And I thought that was... Amazing. So obviously, I loved the show because of that. <laughs> <laughs> a really but cool. It is very good. There. It's really, really worth a watch so far, anyway. Uh, yeah. Devs. And we, um, we've been watching something called uh, The Affair for about what feels like a million years. That's uh, still going on. Yeah. It's the last four episodes now. I've been, my wife has guaranteed me an ending. <laughs> Right she ahead. has said that there are only four left and there are no more. So, uh, and that's basically been about a family man who went on holiday and had an affair with a waitress. But right, okay. the drama unfolds through the eyes of different people each show. So two, there might be a sh- one show is uh, cut in half so his wife's uh, angle of events is the first half right. and the second half will be his angle of, his version of events and it, it's okay. quite interesting to see what they think of, e- of each other and how they see each other because yeah. I've ever heard like um, the phrase uh, through the f- female gaze You've heard that phrase? No, I haven't heard that. Female gaze. So when Hollywood talks about having not all the directors being having penises, being men, <laughs> yeah. uh, they often... Hello. Hello. My son's just walked into the room. How's it going? Hello. You to Hi, Hugo. Yes. He's asking her. Anyway, they talk about the female gaze and how... Uh, they need that in movie making because it's not the same. And a bit of the interesting thing about the affair is that you kind of see a female gaze and a male okay. gaze. 
So it's quite interesting. Uh, I don't know if you should go back and watch all eight series. This is, <laughs> but uh, I'll be happy when it's over. <laughs> but what what I enjoyed it for originally was because there was a lot of. Um, how should I put this? Intercourse. Yeah. Uh, lots of sex Ow. in the first couple of series, and that's all dried up. Ow. A bit like Game of Thrones, you know, when everybody was naked? Ow. Yes. What happened with Game of Thrones is I think one of the actors and actresses got very, very famous because of it and realised they didn't want to do all the new things anymore. Well, no. Um, uh, uh, Amelia Clark has said since that she was very uncomfortable with it all, <laughs> and she's yes. very naked. Yeah, she's very, she very naked for lots of it. She wasn't really guided through it. She was just, like, pushed out there naked. There you go. Yeah. Off, you, off you go. Uh, it was good work. Well, the, the, the problem is they get rich, they get good agents, and they re-engineer their contracts, don't they? Well, yes. I am no longer getting my bits out on TV. Is line one in most contracts, I would, I would assume. Uh, yes, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, yeah. I just had to deal with the domestic. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we have been watching uh, something called Quiz, uh, which is it was an ITV thing about Charles and Diana Ingram, who were the people who cheated on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Did they cheat? Um, well, this is the question. This is the question. They have been convicted of cheating on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So... Yes. <laughs> yes. <coughs> Until that is no longer the case, yes. Yes, they did cheat on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. What I liked about uh, the show, though, was all of the I'm not show. sure I've seen the last episode yet. Oh, okay. I've seen the first two. I Go like on all the stuff that was behind the scenes. Um, so it was it was then firstly developing the show and then them renaming the show from was it Cash Mountain originally or something like that. And then Yes, that was good. Yes. All of the bits about the 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 group of fans that would essentially try and hack the system on mm. how how to get on. The syndicate. And the syndicate. I I never knew that so many people had no, I didn't. been on multiple times and had other family members that had been on multiple times and stuff. That like bit that. was true, though, wasn't it? It was true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, from from the Ingrams and her brother, they had all been on. They'd all been on at one point. He, her, her brother got on to start with, and then she got on. And then Charles Ingram got on. They all managed to hack the system to get onto the uh, on, onto the fastest finger first bit. And they built themselves a little testing machine to to improve their reflexes and stuff like that. That's like TV that out though, isn't it? Really? Well, yes. Yeah, I mean that that is like it's TV stupid. Too. They are stupid. Yeah. They really should have kept a record of who was going on. They, they definitely should have kept the record of who was going on. And the vast majority of shows like this are casted. So they will they will pick people rather than it being random. Uh, hmm. Or, like, fake random, if you well, know what I mean. That was the whole... Would... Uh, that was the primetime thing about it, though, wasn't it? 
because yeah, they wanted people was, to think that they could have a go. Yeah, sort of anyone could get on. Was wasn't that, wasn't that how, how they made the money as well? Because that's the money, the revenue came from the calls. Yes, there were so many calls. The, the calls paid them exponentially more than the advertising revenue, even when they mm. were getting 10, like 10, 12 million viewers a night. Um, well, yes, the and, and they, they sold still, the format, didn't they, to all of yeah, the yeah, world, they so they made tons of money from that. Yeah, around the world. The one in America, at one point, was hosted by Terry Crews, which I find a little bit odd. Who is Terry Crews? Oh, Terry, Terry Crews. Oh, uh, yeah, the muscly guy. Yeah, the big muscly guy from... Yeah, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to see that. <laughs> yeah. He was What's he the host. I've never seen. I've just seen pictures of him hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And it looks it looks weird. He's in a suit and everything. I've only ever yeah. seen him with his nipples out. <laughs> you you should watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think you would quite like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really? Funny. Yeah, I, it, it, the only thing I really like is Rick and Morty, so I'm not sure. <laughs> The only thing I truly um, like is Rick and Morty, and maybe South Park. <laughs> I only like adult cartoons because I am a child. <laughs> child at heart. I no, um, I am a child. <laughs> there is there is something else that I watched recently, um, which I think you would really like. It is called The Defiant Ones, <laughs> and it is a mini TV series. Uh, it's a documentary series about the relationship and partnership between Jimmy Yovine and Dr. Dre. What? Yeah, and their influence on the music industry. And the documentary starts off about how how Dr. Dre first started making music when he was was young and how he sort of got into it and Mm. the partnership he built up with Jimmy Yovine, who mm. him and Dr. Drake founded Beats. Um, All right. Founded Beats Electronics and stuff. But the thing that I find insane about this documentary is the sheer number of people that have worked with or for or collaborated with Dr. Dre or worked for Jimmy Yovine. The documentary has everyone ranging from Trent Reznor to what? Kendrick Lamar, to Tom Petty, to Snoop Dogg, there's Will I Am in there, Eminem, Bono shows up for a little bit, Bruce Springsteen's in it, Ice Cube is there, Gwen Stefani, all these people who at some point have worked with or for Dr. Dre. And hmm. it's it's the story about how they how the music industry sort of Hoovers up new a new talent, and there's a there's a story that Gwen Stefani tells in uh, in one of the episodes where she says she has a meeting with one of the big producers for Atlantic Records, who says you're going to be famous in six years' time, and they're able to plot the career of a pop that is star. So weird. To the point that, from the point that they discovered her at age 15, 16 years old, her first top 10 album was exactly six years later, and that's when she became incredibly famous. I thought she was in that band, though. She was in No Doubt. 
but yeah. she was discovered by herself originally and then joined up with No Doubt. Really? They were able, yeah, they were able to, to essentially predict exactly how the careers of these young artists would go. That's and insane. build them by just very clever marketing, incredibly good timing of their albums, putting them with good producers, mm. all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's that's when that's on with Watch. That's on Netflix, isn't it? It is definitely worth watch. It's on Netflix now. It's called The Defiant One, and Defiant it is definitely ones. worth a watch. I've got very, something else listed in Netflix to watch. Um, you know the band um, Motley Crue. I do. Apparently, they released their memoirs a few years ago, and it's as debauched as anything. And they've done a film recently. <laughs> Uh, for Netflix, um, which sort of charts charts it, their memoirs, uh, yeah, and they're just meant to be completely mad and do loads of crazy stuff. So, yeah, that sounds like worth worth a watch as well. Yeah. I seem uh, to remember the story when the memoirs came out about how they were just completely insane, but I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing anything about the film. So that oh, this is really recent. This is really recent. Oh. Couple yeah, of weeks, cool. couple months. Um, it does look good. good. Uh, one of the clips, there's like a producer saying that he'd worked with Led Zeppelin and uh, Ozzy Osbourne and loads of other crazy bands, but the the band that really like put him into a bad place because of how mental they were was the Crew. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I think like, that is going to be yeah. that is going to be worth a watch. I think we um we who do you use to watch your TV? We use Sky. Who do you use? We use Virgin. I'm 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 very annoyed with Virgin overall at the moment because my internet is terrible. But that's the same. That's, that's a different issue. <laughs> yes, that sounds bad. Uh, yeah. oh, did you see that story today of the um, the Welsh town that uh, has no internet, no radio, no TV? <laughs> so they're in lockdown and they've got nothing. That sounds horrible. They've to talk to Well, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no thanks. Yes, but on on Sky we've got like the planner, and um, every so often we've just got to delete loads of stuff that we thought we were going to watch. And we just never get around to watch And it just records everything, everything, like a whole, whole series, the next series, and you're just like, why? This is the issue. What what Virgin does is it sort of learns the kind of things that you like. Yeah, so then like you it, too, yeah. yeah, it starts to record similar things. Oh, so, so every now and again, you just see you've got 97 episodes of something recorded and you go, what the hell has that happened? 97 episodes of bloody four in the bed. Yeah, four in a bed or uh, I think the one that we had recently was CSI because we, we watched like Law and Order sometimes. They just recorded like 100 episodes of CSI for us. Christ. I don't want, I'm not going to go back and watch the whole of CSI now. We'll be here for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Should we have some more music and come back to that point? Yes. Yes, let's have a little bit more music. This is I Don't Know How They Know My Name by Of Mice and Men.
Auf Maxim? Ich würde schon bevor es heute. So.
That was I Don't Know How They Know My Name by Of Mice and Men, which was great. Um, well, we were talking about TV still, weren't we? And uh, what's what's happened to your broadband then? It's just Virgin. Is it always been poor? I think the problem is I'm, I've set up my, my home office um, at the back of the house. Uh, so it's a long, long way from the router. And the signal was never particularly good anyway. Um, and I just think it's terrible. This is the main problem. <laughs> you want to get I on the phone and get some free stuff? Well, they they are sending me a little Wi-Fi booster. The problem huh. is, it's not the issue. Is, it's not that I lose connection to the Wi-Fi; it's that I lose connection to the internet. Mm. So I think that it's a problem with the actual router, the rather than a problem with the Wi-Fi because. I'm still connected to the Wi-Fi. I'm still connected to the same network that I always was. Um, it's just I don't have any access to the internet. So if this Wi-Fi booster doesn't fix it, then I will kick off. And I'll get, I, I still have a complaint open against them. From, from last time I, I kicked off about them. I've got it in front of me, actually. It's the one where on the, the, the very first day that everyone was told they had to work from home. Yeah. Um, they so took off. To, yeah, <laughs> they sent they sent someone out to do uh, like the update work on the on the local oh switch. Oh god! Uh, it wasn't even a fault. It wasn't maintenance. It was just oh, we're going to have we're going to update some cables in this box. This so is a big copper wire fast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, How's your uh, open You have a lot of open complaints. Have you sued your? I haven't yet. I'm I'm trying to decide what to do about that. Sue uh, him. Maybe, Sue him. But maybe you can help me decide. My my concerns are if I sue him now, <laughs> and when I win, because I will win, he he could then very easily go. Oh, as a result of all this coronavirus stuff, I'm declaring bankruptcy. I can't carry on, and then he won't have to pay me. Mm. Which is a concern. If I but, sue the business now and then it goes under, he he won't have to pay anything. He's likely to just ignore it, though, isn't he? Well, he is. But send, I think at the point that send the bailiff round. Yeah, which is easier. I mean, that is that is the alternative. I do it quickly. I win. He ignores it. I send the bailiff round and take his car. Didn't you uh, say he was a fan? He did that. He did have quite a nice bank, and he's got lots of tools and equipment. Some of them, yeah, yeah. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's left all of his spades and his like wire cutting equipment and everything like that here. Oh so, yeah, it's That's ridiculous. So, you you have the worst luck with builders. <laughs> well, my my other thought is I might wait a little bit, uh, make sure that he is still operating, and. Then sue him. What? Well, wait until next year. You've got three years, haven't you? Yeah. Well, wait until later in the year, maybe when he's back out doing work again. Yeah. And then sue him because he won't be able to say, "Oh, I'm bankrupt." How will you know he's think... back out doing work? Oh, I could always send him a request for a quote and get him to come out <laughs> to a different house somewhere. Just get him to come <laughs> to my parents' house and give him a quote. 
evil. That's evil. Have you been doing your um, been throwing your kettlebells around in your garden? I have. I did two days in a row. Uh, I went for a long walk at lunchtime today, so that was my government mandated exercise for the day. <laughs> you went down the uh, lane. You must have gone for a drive. Well, I took some uh, essentials up to my parents, who I'm Ooh, you hiding behind, helping the aged. Uh, so I threw the dog in the car at the same time and walked along the canal by their house. Oh, lovely. Well, I did find them. There were so many people out on bikes. It, it was literally, we were yeah. walking for maybe, maybe half an hour, 40 minutes at the very most, and we must have had about 30 cyclists go past us. Jesus. It was absolutely ridiculous. And definitely not all of them were from the same family. They were groups of friends on bikes. That is stupid. It's I, I, will say that, uh, I miss the canals in Wales. There's no canals here. You're in the wrong part of the country for canals. There's no canals in England. They didn't... Well, there is. You're just not in the right part of the country. Uh, in Bristol. Need... Is this so in Bristol? It just, a few canals in Bristol. It seems like lots there are canals everywhere in South Wales. Yeah. Now, there's lots and lots of canals in the Midlands because they're so far away from the sea. So it's ah. the easiest way to move stuff around on big barges. Birmingham is like the Venice of the Midlands. Oh, I've never been to Birmingham. I'll have to go. I like a canal. I like a little canal. Maybe we'll do a podcast on a canal boat. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's definitely do that. Well, oh. back you said, I was, I was looking... So I've always wanted to do like a canal boat holiday, just like a long weekend. Just get a canal boat and poodle up and down the canal, go and see the sights. Be quite nice. You and just get to drive. You, you just, just drive the boat. Well. You, <laughs> well, of course. You yeah. just want to be a uh, Jez from uh, Peep Show, don't you? I do. I do want to be Jez from Peep Show, but money. They're so they're so expensive. This is what I couldn't understand. To rent one for like a long weekend. It costs more than an Airbnb with a hot tub and a fire and a kitchen and everything. How much is it? Like, it's like six, seven hundred quid for, for for three, four nights. How many people can you get on it? I think you could probably fit four if you like them. But <laughs> right can't kids on have you really? Wouldn't have thought. No, I mean, I guess you probably. You could probably just put the kids on one of the sofas, couldn't you? Although the sofas are going to be also the bed and also the kitchen and also the bog, so I don't understand. I'm out. I'm out. I like comfort. <laughs> I like comfort. I like comfort. This is why I will not go camping anymore. I, I refuse to go camping. No. Oh, yeah. Camp, camping is I'm rough. Camping. We, we I stayed will... on um, Exmoor one year and with my uncle and uh, my wife... Uh, um, often talks about it. She says it was the coldest <laughs> she's ever been in her life and she's never going to camp ever again. But it's impossible to get warm. Once you're cold, camping, that's it. <laughs> you need to stay in cold until you go back inside. You need to glamp. I don't mind the idea of glamp. I don't... I'm not massively against the idea of a nice caravan. If, I, if you could get one of those nice, massive big caravans that extends out the side... You get a proper bed and a proper shower, and you don't have to go and shower with all the plebs in the little porter cabins. Ugh. Then I would, I would be okay with that. I could do that. But here's something harrowing. The other day, uh, I read that um, 
You know the saying about dropping soap in the showers in prison? Well, yes. somebody had responded to this uh, question on Quora as to whether or not that is a genuine concern in prison in America. And <laughs> a gentleman who's been in and out of prison for like 25 years responded and said that it's not a real concern because the showers are like uh, cubicled off. But what is a major concern is uh, the amount of semen that might be in there from previous occupants of the store. Uh... So, so what you really want is to take in some detergent and some... Uh, Scrubbing stuff to scrub before you shower. Heavy bleach. Yes. That is is much more grim than potential gang rape. And (laughs) that happens. I think potentially it's not, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's seen in Shawshank Redemption. Yes, yeah, so uh, are you happy to wind this up now or do you want to talk some more or do you want to play some more music? Uh, I, I mean, I'm happy. I, I've, got, let me, let me, I've got one funny story which, okay. which I found this week, which, is, which was a funny one. It, it was from a couple of weeks ago. It was just after um, the UK was locked down and you weren't allowed to go into pubs or clubs or anything like that anymore. Mm. And a comedy club in Liverpool called the Hot Water Comedy Club decided to stream on their Twitter feed a show that had been recorded a few nights before. Okay. And what happened is people started to share this stream and assume that it was a live stream of a comedian Mm. in the comedy club performing to a large crowd of people. Eventually, this reached the Liverpool police, who kitted up, got all got all the riot gear, and headed on down to Hot Water Comedy Club to arrest everyone. Oh my god! And when they got there, and they battered down the door, what? And stormed inside. There was no one there. <laughs> what the hell? That is mad. Where'd you see that? <laughs> this was it was on Sky News. I found it on Jesus. Sky News. So there's there's videos of a load of police officers standing around outside the club looking very embarrassed. Jesus Christ, that is horrific. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid policemen should do their detective work. I mean, surely just a phone call, just a quick phone call to the place. Yeah, so, we'll tell uh, you. Yeah. yeah. You're open? No. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Apparently it was 12 officers, a van and the police car all arrived in full riot gear. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The world's gone mad. The world has gone People mad. People are stupid. They are. That was a great story, Steve. Five oh, points. You are only on minus 1,595,000. By the time we get... That's number one. By the time we get some regular listeners, maybe I'll get back up to zero points again. Uh, that's looking unlikely with your record. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. So thanks very much for listening to Monday Night Live with Jerry and Steve on a Wednesday evening. Hope you're all enjoying lockdown. And guess what? Stay safe out there. Stay safe, everyone. Stay Be safe. well. Be well. Uh. <laughs>